Welcome back, everyone, to NYU Grads Daily Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, after hours and after the Tesla earnings call. So let's jump right in uh, to what happened today. So looking at breath real quick, we had 970 new highs versus 142 new lows. Uh, which is uh, well overbalanced to the upside. So that's healthy. On advancing shares, we had 41% advancing versus 54% declining. And the 50-day moving average, we had 34% of shares under its 50-day, which I think is like one percentage point um, more than yesterday, if memory serves me correct and 36% of shares below its 200-day moving average. Um, When I look at the complexion of the market, it was a mixed bag, to be quite honest with you. Uh, The Dow closed down about 100 points, quarter of a percent. It closed near the lows. So did all the other indices, NASDAQ, S&P, and the Russell. Uh, The NASDAQ, uh, while green, it was up 55 uh, points, or 0.36%. It was up quite a bit um, during the day, and basically what happened was after the lunch break hour, things started to sell off pretty hard. Uh, same thing with the S&P. We closed in the green, but only up 3.95 points. So um, it was a mixed bag, to be quite honest with you. Uh, looking at the heat map, I still think that it's a magnificent seven story. Um, you know, Tesla looks really bad, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but Microsoft was up almost a percent. NVIDIA continues its climb higher at two and a half percent. Google was up 1.1 percent. Meta was up 1.4 percent. Apple was down 0.35 percent. Amazon was up basically about half a percent Uh, but taking a look real quickly at Tesla it had kind of an all over the place type day intraday Um, we sold off really hard then we rallied really hard uh, till about 1130 Uh, we went sideways till right about one o'clock And then with the rest of the market, sold off really hard. And Tesla reported earnings after the bell. Um, And they're actually down um, after hours right now. Um, Taking a look real quick at the real-time quote here. Last time I checked on my phone, Tesla was uh, 195 let me just log on to my trading account apologies i'm just doing this live um right now it is trading at 737 which obviously is closed uh at about 195 so that last print was correct down 5.7% after the close. Now, I did listen to the earnings call, and we'll get into this a little bit uh, later as I I, um, get more focused 
in on what happened today. Uh, I'm going to actually call today's podcast Bad Decisions. And just looking at uh, in the afternoon, there was a, a good interview that I found that I'll share with you guys on the on the um, podcast notes. But I also shared it on Substack notes. Uh, there is a uh, trader who used to work at uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, is now at his own fund. His name is Diego Paria. Uh, he used to be based in Spain. Uh, then uh, I believe right now he's in London, but that's beside the point. Um, when it comes to uh, frameworks, uh, trading frameworks, uh, so the psychology of it, and also uh, managing risk, um, he's a, a really good brain to tap. He has uh, authored a book. Uh, I'll share the link, but it's called The Anti-Bubbles, Opportunities Heading into Lehman Squared and Gold's Perfect Storm. So it's not, you know, bestsellers list on Amazon or or New York Times, uh, but it's a good read. And if you uh, have the opportunity to watch this 50-minute interview, I highly recommend it. And I'm going to go off a little bit of a tangent here, but... He talks about the different uh, stages of expertise in describing the framework of uh, the trading mechanism, right? So I love how he breaks it down into, like, number one, there's the unconscious incompetence. When you don't know what you don't know and you're just making mistakes, that's like stage one. Stage two is conscious incompetence. You know what you do know and you uh, know what you don't know and stage three is the conscious competence where now you're kind of uh, you have experience you're executing what you know you have decent results and then stage four is the unconscious competence where you have a lot of your own internal AI built up from years of learning and experience um, and I loved how he framed this up. And one of the takeaways from this interview that I really enjoyed, and um, it gives you kind of a, a inside peek into his early days of learning all of this framework. He was a trader at J.P. Morgan for commodities, and he had a sizable uh, position in gold, and it was uh, a position that was going against him. And with conviction, he you know told his manager he wanted to double down, and his boss said, "All right, I'm fine with it. I'll I'll float you the you know the balance to do that, but before you do, I want you to close your position, like sell it, and then I want you to buy it back twice. So this is not just like a thousand shares of GLD. We're talking ten thousand ounces of gold was the position." So he was already in. It was going against him. His manager said, sell 10,000 ounces of gold at the loss. And then when you buy back, buy it in two orders, your original size and then the double up size. And what he found was after he sold, which was tech, basically his manager was being his uh, stop loss, uh, he started to see that trade in a different light with fresh eyes 
because yeah he could have bought back in doubled up his position uh, but he could also buy millions of other things um, with that capital so you know my takeaway is never fall in love with the position but also uh, be very rigorous and diligent about your stop losses um, okay you get stopped out yeah there's going to be a cost associated with you know trades you might just buy back in right uh, and between you and I we're not doing 10,000 ounces of gold our commission through Schwab or E-Trade is not that much um, so yeah if you get stopped out big deal just get back in if uh, the trade starts to go the direction you, your initial thesis was there's a lot of gems there's also to have a, a positive expectancy of each trade have a trading plan for every trade uh, so I highly recommend uh, the time invested I think you'll take something away from it um, and then just kind of broadening out the um, conversation uh, as I mentioned just listening to the Tesla call it's just an, uh, an interesting take uh, on a company that is on everyone's mind right even if you don't own a Tesla everyone knows about Tesla everyone knows about its leadership and Elon Musk you know, whether you love him or hate him there's no like in between um, and the call was fine but I think there are concerns about margin um, issues in the future and uh, potential production delays for the Cybertruck and what it really means to have this Optimus robot with AI um, and toward the Q&A Elon went uh, expanded on his view that there is a pathway for Tesla to one day become the most valuable company in the world he said it's gonna be very difficult it's not gonna be easy there'll be many obstacles but he never has seen that pathway before but now he does but regardless um, the stock sold off uh, after the call during the call uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow it's a very important name in uh, mag 7 but right now it is breaking down out of a wedge of its own it's below the 50 day it's below the 200 day and if and that I believe it's also breaking some Fibonacci levels if it doesn't get if it doesn't stop at 190 and it just keeps going we're gonna go to 160 before there's any level of real support to catch prices um, so that's an important name keep in mind Tesla is like eight or nine percent of arc innovation funds so that is gonna probably move uh, quite a bit uh, depending where Tesla goes tomorrow on, on Thursday's open um, what else did I want to cover there's there's you know I told you earlier it was a very mixed bag on like winners and losers so taking a look at what was strong today it was energy communication services again that's like meta and Google uh, or alphabet then you had technology and you have financial on the downside you had utilities real estate consumer defensive healthcare industrials and basic materials are all red so that's not that great either so as you probably have heard uh, I mentioned yesterday Netflix reported 
Uh, they were up again today, really strong. Netflix is up 10.7%. Uh, then you had um, ASM, ASML is a semiconductor company that I believe manufactures or uh, helps manufacture uh, chips. Uh, they were up 8.8% during the regular session. They reported after hours. I'm not sure what, where they're at now. Um, a smaller company that I track uh, called Paysafe, PSFE, they're up 5.5%. Uh, the VIX was up 4.7% today. I posted about it on Substack uh, notes. I already had a position in volatility uh, to the upside. I actually, this morning when it was red, uh, I picked up more. Um, I don't believe the VIX is going to zero. Uh, and I think uh, whether you're buying calls or playing options or just investing or in the trade for the VIX, uh, I think uh, the risk-reward is pretty good right now. Uh, you had, um, please do your own homework. That's not financial advice. Uh, then you had, um, let's see, NVIDIA also up 2.5%. On the weak side, there are more than I thought would uh, be around, but Carvana down 7.7, Wayfair down 5.25, uh, Rivian down 4.3, Vinfast Autos down 3.7, AI down 3.7, Affirm Holdings down 3.3, uh, Roku down 3%. That's also a Arc Innovation Fund company. Uh, you have Barrett Gold down 2.8, Marathon Digital, which is uh, Bitcoin miner, 2.8, DR Horton down 2.7, Wheaton Precious Metals down 2.7, PayPal down 2.7. PayPal apparently is going to shock the world tomorrow. Uh, who knows what they're going to announce? Etsy down 2.7, CarMax down 2.5, Kinross Gold down 2.5, Arc Innovation down 2.3, Coinbase down 2.2, Beezer Homes down 2.3, GDXJ down 2.2, uh, Pan American Silver down 2%. So that's kind of what was like the, the, the biggest red tickers on my watch list today. I would say, you know, keep watching the Magnificent Seven keep you know right now it's the magnificent six tesla has pretty much bowed out of the race there until tesla uh, captures its 200 day and retests its 50 day the story is over let's see um what else did i want to cover that's really it um keep in mind uh next week january 31st is fomc fed rate decision that is the most important thing uh, right now for financial markets. It's a very binary uh, cut or no cut world right now. So with that said, I'll see you all after the Thursday session. Have a great evening.